0: It's not just about getting done what needs to be done today, it's about what moves you need to make to be able to have long-term success in your business. So it's really a much bigger picture way of thinking. Welcome to The Success Club, the podcast where we delve into all things business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade Along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the Success Club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am actually coming to you today from Newport Beach in California. I am in my hotel room and I tried to record or pre-record all of my podcast episodes before I left for my US trip, but time got the better of me and I wasn't able to do it. So I brought my microphone along with me so that I could keep recording as I'm on the road and yeah. It's kind of fun to be doing this in my hotel room, actually. It's a little bit of a different vibe. Um, Hopefully, there's not too much background noise because I'm right next to a freeway, but it should be okay, hopefully. So, today's episode is going to be all about how to transition from solopreneur to CEO and the mindset shifts you need to make. But before I get into today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about just kind of what's going on in my life and my business and as you guys know if you follow me on Instagram I am currently in the US. I'm on a five-week trip through the US and I'm here to go to my brother-in-law's wedding and also to travel around and I often get asked how do you run your business and how do you keep your business you know flowing and keep the income coming in while you're traveling and while you're not actually there. So I just thought I would talk a little bit about that because I think it's um, something that a lot of you I know are wanting in your business. You want to have a business where you can leave and it can run itself and you want to be able to travel or you want to be able to have the freedom to do other things and have time to do other things and not just constantly be working in your business. So I wanted to just talk about a couple of things that I have done to set my business up so that I'm able to leave and go away. Now I do want to preface this by saying I have always kind of done this with my business from the start. I have always loved traveling. I've loved going on long trips. I don't like going away for just like a couple of days or a week. I like to go for a month or two months or three months. I like to go for really long trips. And that just suits me. Like personally for me, I like to work really hard And then I like to take time off. And for some reason, I feel like my body just works really well when I'm working really hard. Like I will work 12, 14 hour days. I will work seven days a week and put my all into my business. And then I'd like to stop and have time off and completely check out and completely just zone out because I can't be in that business, you know, entrepreneurial mindset 24 seven all the time I just find I get worn out I feel burnt out and I just I don't like being in that phase so I like to kind of work really hard and then I like to take time off and then I'll work hard and take time off it just works for me and I know that's not for everyone I know some people would prefer to be working like five days a week or maybe three days a week and they just want to you know have time off at home but I just like to work as much as I can and then take time off it just works for me So this is definitely something I have been doing for quite some time now. I probably started coming to the U.S. about 10 years ago and I was taking time off and my business was honestly fine. Nothing has ever happened that has been super dramatic that I felt where I couldn't go away or I couldn't take that time off to just travel and be able to enjoy myself. So I think sometimes when we have businesses, we can be so afraid to leave them or we worry about what might happen and, you know, what the consequences would be if we were to go away or we were to take that time for ourselves. But more often than not, what I've found is everything's been fine. But of course there are a couple of things that I have done. Well, there's many things that I've done, many processes that I've put in place to make sure that I can go away and things continue running as smoothly as possible. So of course, one of those things is systems and processes. That is one of the biggest things. So that way, when something happens my team know what they need to do they know what process they need to follow and they don't have to contact me for every single little thing that happens so making sure you have those systems and processes in place and obviously having conversations with your team before you even plan your trip let them know hey i'm going to be going for x amount of time what plans do we need to put in place so that I can take this time off and I can take a break from the business and be able to enjoy myself and be able to recharge and reset. You know, what do we need to do? What do you guys need from me as a leader so that we can put some systems and plans in place for when I'm gone? And that really helps a lot for me the point where i'm at now my team has been with me for quite some time particularly my operations manager she has been with me for many years now so she knows the business inside out she knows exactly what to do we had a situation come up last week and she knew exactly what she needed to do she got into action and i didn't have to worry i know that the business is in safe hands so definitely having a team that you can trust And that, you know, can take care of everything while you're gone is a huge, huge benefit. And of course, hiring the right people in the first place that, you know, can run the business that, you know, have the same vision as you and want to execute that vision. That is super important. Over in my wholesale business, I also have an amazing team who run the wholesale and the e-commerce business, and we actually had our biggest week ever. We had $100,000 week last week, which is absolutely insane. That is the biggest week of sales we have ever had in that business, and I'm not even there. I haven't been in Australia for three three weeks now, I think, and the business is still running. It's still growing because I have such an amazing team and because I have all of those systems and processes in place. So I just wanted to share with you guys kind of how I'm structuring my business and just to show you that it's possible. Because I think when you are working in your business and if you feel like you're not getting anywhere, it's hard to imagine what is possible or what could potentially be done and what kind of freedom you can have from having your own business. And you can definitely have A lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility in your business. It's just a process that you have to work through to get there. You can't expect to just start a business and immediately have this kind of freedom and have this kind of flexibility in your life. It is definitely a process and it takes time. But when you put those steps into place, when you put those processes in place, when you hire the right team members, you can have that flexibility and freedom. And for me, this is what having a business is all about. It's about having that freedom. It's about having that flexibility. It's about being able to go and enjoy my life and enjoy what I've worked so hard for. So definitely recommend it. It is amazing. But now I'm going to get into the episode, which is all about how to transition from solopreneur to CEO And just before I get started on it, I wanted to ask you guys, if you have been listening to the podcast for a little while and you've been enjoying it, I would love it if you could leave me a review on Apple podcast. It would mean so much to me. It really helps the podcast. It helps me to get noticed It get helps me to get on the charts. And if you guys are enjoying these episodes and you're getting any kind of value from them, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review or if you would share it with a friend. I would absolutely be so grateful. So let's dive into today's topic. This one is a good one. We're gonna discuss how to transition from being a solopreneur to becoming a CEO and all of the mindset shifts that need to happen so that you can scale your business to multiple six figures. This episode is really going to be perfect for anybody who has a business, who has an online business, whether you're an online service provider or you have a brick and mortar business or a service based business. This episode is going to be perfect for you. So the first step in transitioning from solopreneur to CEO is going to be about changing how you think. So you need to start thinking like a business owner and not an employee. This is a really important mindset shift that needs to happen. You need to go from being task oriented to strategy oriented. Most of us will start out as an employee. I don't know too many people that have just started a business and that was their first job ever. Most of us have had a job where we have started out as an employee and you often have this mindset that you need to be a doer. So you're given a task and you execute that task. You're being told what to do, you're being told how to do it, and you're just following instructions. But when you become a business owner, you need to start thinking ahead. So not only are you still doing those tasks and still, you know, being an employee, I guess, in your own business, but you're also needing to think ahead you need to strategize and you need to plan for growth. It's not just about getting done what needs to be done today. It's about what moves you need to make to be able to have long-term success in your business. So it's really a much bigger picture way of thinking and it's going to demand a lot more from your mindset. We all know the old saying that time is money so as a solopreneur you probably started out doing everything yourself because that is the most cost effective way to start a business but there's a limit to how much you can do you're only one person and there's only so much that you can do and time is the one asset that you can't get more of so what you need to do is start evaluating all the tasks on your plate and asking is this a job for the ceo of this company or can somebody else do this It's a matter of starting to really view yourself as a CEO. You don't want to be viewing yourself as just a business owner or someone who just has some small little business right from the get go. You really want to envision yourself as the CEO of a company. One way that I did this when I was starting out, I remember I only had one employee, but I knew that my business was going to be amazing one day and I knew I was going to have many employees and I was going to be an absolute boss. So I got myself some number plates that said HC boss, standing for Hair Candy boss, even though I only had one employee because I was thinking big and I knew I was gonna have many employees and many locations and I knew it would happen one day. So I still have those same number plates and I absolutely love them and I'm kind of known for them. Everybody knows my car when they see me driving around because of the Hair Candy Boss number plates. But for me, that was just one little thing that I could do to really set the tone for being a CEO and stepping into that mindset of being a CEO. So in order to grow your company and really step into that, CEO mindset, you're going to need to hire a team. You're going to need to have people that can support you in the business and help the business to grow. And I know that this can be quite scary, especially if you have never hired anybody before. It is going to be a really scary time and it's going to be challenging. But what I like to do when I'm thinking of situations when I'm a little bit scared to do something or I'm unsure if it's going to work out, I always think, What is the worst case scenario? So what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? When it comes to employing someone, obviously there are rules and regulations around terms of employment and things like that. But at the end of the day, if you are hiring someone, whether they are an employee or they are a contractor, this is going to be a temporary thing nobody is going to stay forever in your business. It's always going to be temporary. It might be a couple of days, it might be a couple of weeks, it might be a couple of months, it might be a couple of years, <laughs> but as everything in life and business, nothing lasts forever. So when you're going into this process of deciding to hire your first employee, you don't want to be coming from a place of fear and a place of concern, because all you can do is do your best, and try it out and see what happens and more than likely it's going to work out more than likely they're going to be a great person and you're going to make a great hire but if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out and that's okay too so you don't need to go into situations thinking this is the be all and end all and I have to make a good decision because I could lose everything if I don't make the right decision because it's really not that big of a deal And honestly, looking back in my business, some of my first employees were some of my best hires. They were so amazing. They shared my vision for the business and I was so fortunate to have them in helping me grow the business. So I definitely think that it is worth giving it a go and working through those fears and just thinking, okay, what is the worst case scenario? What is the worst thing that can possibly happen? And am I okay with that? And if you're okay with that, then it's the right decision to move ahead. In a fast paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations, which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. So once you've made that decision that you need to hire some help and you want to start delegating tasks, you have to think about what it is that a CEO should be doing and what tasks you can delegate. So first of all, you want to identify tasks that don't require your specific skill set. So these can often be things that are admin work or client onboarding or even basic tasks. So once you've decided what tasks you can delegate and what things you want to get rid of off your plate, then that's how you know what type of person to hire. So it could be an admin person, or if you're in a service based business and you decide you don't want to be servicing clients anymore, you could look for someone to service the clients and then you take over some of the admin and the accounting and the bookkeeping tasks. So once you have hired someone of course you're going to have to start training them and onboarding them you can't expect them to know everything right away even if they are experienced so developing a structured onboarding process to get them into your business and get them to understand how you do things is going to be so valuable this is something i wish i had done sooner in my business it definitely took me a long time i used to train every single person myself from start to finish and it was a lot of work. And now we have a much better onboarding process. We have a ton of pre-recorded videos that we have our new hires watch. They can fully understand the business. They can see how we do everything. We have a really solid systems and processes manual and that really helps them get up to speed on what they need to be doing a lot faster. So this is something I would recommend doing very early on in the business before you have too many employees or before you have to keep wasting your time repeating yourself over and over. Another piece with this CEO mindset is learning how to let go and to delegate because delegating can be one of the most challenging yet rewarding skills that you can master as you transition into this CEO mindset. Because you've hired someone, they may have the skills but you might be struggling to trust them. Trust is a very big piece when it comes to having employees. You need to trust them to execute, but also have a system in place for reviewing, especially in the beginning. Something we do in my business is we do a 30, 60, 90 day check-in. So this is in the first part of their employment. This is obviously long before they have any kind of performance review this is just a check-in to make sure that they're okay see how things are going and to give them any feedback we want because sometimes we've found in the past if we've left it till the six month performance review and then we have to give them feedback about things they sometimes feel frustrated that we didn't tell them sooner some of the things that we perhaps weren't happy with that they were doing so it's really good to have those regular check-ins and to make sure that you're staying in good communication with your team. Another piece of this is to resist the urge to micromanage. So remember, your goal is to free up your time and to focus on growing your business. So if you start to micromanage your team, that not only takes up your precious time, but it also demoralizes your team. It makes them feel like. You don't trust them and you don't think that they can make decisions for themselves. So it's not a good idea to micromanage. And this is a really good practice that you can start right from your very first employee is just letting them try things, letting them make mistakes and then, you know, fixing the mistakes if they need to. But giving them the opportunity to make decisions and to show you what they can really do. Another piece to this, of course, are systems. I cannot stress this enough every task in your business should have a procedure and it should be documented and easily accessible for your team so we have what we call a standard operating procedure or an SOP for short and this way if someone leaves the next person can just pick up right where they left off without too much disruption it also helps everybody on the team to be doing the same thing working in the same direction working on the same tasks and making sure everyone's doing everything cohesively it's also really good to look at automation tools as well. If that's you know email marketing or client management, there's almost always a tool out there that can automate some of these parts of your business and that will save you so much time. So I definitely recommend automating as much as you possibly can. You also need to have regular team meetings. So a well-oiled machine or a smoothly running company needs to have regular checkups. So like I mentioned earlier, we do the 30, 60, 90 day checkups, but we also have weekly meetings with the team to address any issues. We also celebrate wins that we're having and we plan for the upcoming week. So having those regular check ins is really important. And I still do this even when I'm overseas. If I go away for a week or two, sometimes I'll take some time off. But if I'm gone for five or six weeks or more like I am at the moment, I will definitely keep those regular weekly meetings. That's obviously the beauty of Zoom. You can do them from anywhere in the world as long as you have Wi-Fi. So I definitely recommend having those regular check-ins to stay in touch with your team and keep up to date with what's going on. So that comes to the end of the episode. I hope that has been helpful. I am so curious to see what kind of mindset shifts you have had to make. If you are a solopreneur or you have a few employees, I would love to hear from you. Feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'd love to know what kind of mindset shifts you've had to make in order to really step into that CEO role and to just get that mindset right and to get into the zone of being a CEO. Now this week for my favorite things segment, this is again a random thing. I swear I just say the most random recommendations and random things, but that's what the segment is for, so it's totally fine. But I'm recommending packing cubes. So I have been traveling a lot recently and packing cubes are an absolute lifesaver that these little small mesh cubes you can get them on amazon or you can get them from kmart they're really lightweight but they section your clothes for when you're traveling so i'll have different packing cubes with for instance my t-shirts in one my jeans in another my jumpers in another one my leggings in a different one or my workout clothes together in a different one and it makes it so easy and you are so organized when you're traveling. You can just pull the cubes out, find what you're looking for, zip them back up, throw them into your suitcase. And especially for me on this trip that I've been on, we've been staying in each place for maybe one or two or three nights. We've been traveling and moving around a lot, which means a lot of packing and unpacking. And these packing cubes have absolutely saved me so much time and so much frustration. So Highly recommend getting yourself some packing cubes if you're going to be traveling. They're so cheap, they're so easy to use, and they make a big difference. So, that is all from me. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and I will be back in your ears next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.